I will have finished my third slice before Wanda has finished her first. I can believe yeah. that. Because she's probably out getting the table, getting the plates, getting the knife and fork, no, getting no. the napkin. I'm talking about we both sit down, <laughs> we clink our wine glasses. <laughs> let, let the obscenity begin. Huh? Huh? Oh my gosh. I love pizza. <laughs> I do too. It makes yeah. me happy. Another one of those things that makes me happy. Hey friends, this is Chat Buffet. Get ready to join the conversation between Joe and Asha as they chat about a variety of topics. Just hang on and we'll connect you soon. Hello. Hi, Joe. Hi, Asha. Hello, friends. Welcome to Chat Buffet. Hey, I have a question for you now. It's been a long time since maybe you've worked in an office environment, but I have a question. Mm -hmm. Question is, when you were working, was it really important for you to be recognized in the office? They wouldn't let me in the building if I wasn't. <laughs> I don't mean that kind of recognition. <laughs> oh, you mean that little pat on the back? A little pat on the back from a boss, from a coworker, from a higher up of some sort. It was everything. It was everything. It's kind of one of the... Wait, wait a second. I'm going, to stop. I'm going to stop you right there. I think that was such an honest answer. I, I just got to stop you right there. The fact that you unequivocally just said it was everything. Because I think a lot of people say, oh, no, that doesn't mean anything. But, you know, I think they're kidding themselves when they say that. So I appreciate your honesty and just coming right out and saying, oh, yeah, it was everything. Of course, that's... I've been fortunate enough to make probably more money than I've needed in life. I could, I could have lived on a lot less than what I've made. So I, it wasn't really doing it just for financial gain. But you want to make sure that your best efforts are recognized, that uh, people appreciate the work that you do, and that everybody knows that we're in it to try to do our best, to try to work towards that same common goal. I enjoyed it a lot. It's I like how you put that too, because oftentimes recognition isn't only the financial gain that you get. It's also those soft things that a boss is yeah. able to provide, whether it's a pat on the back. Uh, and I'm not, I don't mean a, a physical pat on the back. It's, you know, the verbal thing. And yeah, that you can get sued for that now. <laughs> well, just some kind of recognition that you're doing a good job. So a long time ago, when I was being groomed for management, I took it very seriously. And in my early 20s, I was a failure as a manager. I read this book called a, The One Minute Manager. In it, it talked about how, as a manager, you want to follow your employees around out of the corner of your eye and try to catch them doing something correct. And you go up to them and say, hey, what you just did there, that was the absolute right thing to do. I appreciate it. Thanks for your good work. In 40 years of my working in the broadcast television industry, I bet that's happened to me less than five times. Wow. Wow. And I was a good worker. I did well. You were doing a lot of sales and you had a lot of autonomy. So you traveled a lot as well. That's right. So do you think that might have been a part of why a boss was not able to catch you doing something good? In sales, the end result speaks for itself. True. You know, it's metrics driven. So you can True. see whether you're doing well or not. You're doing good or not. Right, right, right. But having said that, you still want to have your efforts appreciated. So I have a question about that. Your efforts being appreciated, would it have made a difference to you whether your boss had privately called you in and said, hey, hey, Joe, you're doing really good versus waited for like a meeting, a, a team meeting or something like that and announced to everybody, hey, Joe just was out in Las Vegas and 
did this incredible sales. And I, I guess what I'm trying to get at, and not just for you or for me, but for the general public, does it make a difference versus for you to get the recognition publicly versus privately, the boss coming up to you and saying, hey, you know what? I just recognized that you did something really well and I know you like baseball. So how about a couple of free tickets to a baseball game? You would have been a natural. I like that. I would have loved baseball tickets. Either one of them would have been very nice. I guess it would have been nice to have been recognized in front of my peers in a meeting. That would have been slightly better. The reason I asked that, though, is because I took actually a diversity class training this many, many years ago. And what uh -huh. they said was you have to provide that attaboy in the way that it's meaningful to the person. For example, in some cultures, being called out in public would be embarrassing. There's an embarrassment about it, sure. Yeah, so you have to recognize who that person is and what they might value more. Maybe if it was someone that had difficulty with money or something like that, maybe a monetary thing would have been more appropriate for that person. As a manager, you have to know what motivates people. Exactly. It's a very individualistic thing. Do you think that there's a difference between male and female in terms of wanting that recognition? I bet more men would rather have it in front of other people than women. It's kind of a pack mentality thing where you want everybody in the room to know my boss thinks I did a good job, you, you, you. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, I think you're actually right about that. I hesitate to say that just because people might think that this is chauvinistic to say it that way. But I think there are differences, obviously, between male and female. And maybe our tendencies are different. So maybe being recognized in public, is that more of a male thing versus a female thing? It could be. How about an old versus young thing? Like when you were younger, did it mean more to you to get that accolade versus as you get older, you're like, you know, I know I'm doing a good job. I don't need someone to tell me I'm doing a good job. No, I think everybody needs it. As you get older, you recognize that you'll probably not get it. <laughs> so you're not as disappointed. That's an interesting thing. Okay. So how about now? We were talking about, you know, when you were working, when I was working, this is during COVID, everyone's working from home. Mm -hmm. And so how do bosses actually appreciate their workers in a remote situation? And do they even get to know their employees as well? Because you're not bumping into them at the cooler or at the coffee station or, you know, anything like that. It's funny you bring it up. I kind of live corporately, vicariously through Wanda. Her company has a very progressive corporate mentality. Each manager has the ability to award people underneath them with kind of a bonus or a gift card or a free lunch, something along those lines. Well, they're not doing lunch in the cafeteria at the moment. Mm -hmm. I suspect even though she meets with them virtually every day for hours a day, that a lot of those prizes are stacking up, that they're not being given out as much as they used to be. Ah, interesting. If you were crossing them in the hallway, it would be a lot more personal. There's a lot more contact there. And I think those moments would happen more often. It is important and it's more difficult in this remote working environment. And the other way of doing it, though, is after maybe a Zoom meeting. So I might have some team Zoom meetings. If another coworker has done something nice, I'll wait until that team meeting and say, oh, by the way, you know what? I was working with Mary the other day, and she really helped me out because I was having trouble with something. And I just mm -hmm. want to call out the fact that, hey, she really helped me out, and that was great. That's nice. So I would do that. And that I'm, yeah. not, I'm not the boss of that person. I'm just a coworker. But bosses can easily do that, and they can say, oh, you know, Hey, I should just hold on for, you know, after the meeting, I got to say something to you. It's not done nearly often enough. I agree. And I think it's important. There's so many mistakes done by management. I remember we had a meeting. Everyone had to give uh, presentations. At one point, we were asked to fill out a survey, which one was the best presentation. I gave a lot of praise. And there was, uh, which one was the worst? 
It is tough. Long story short is on the survey, I said, this lady was obviously not familiar with the topic and she could probably use some help with the technical side of this. Oh, okay. I guess I was being honest. This was a blind survey. Yeah, it was horrible. It was a blind survey. Yeah. Supposedly. Uh oh. This lady came to me afterwards and she had the thing in her hand and she was in tears. You know, yeah, she was fired actually from the company less than six months later. Oh, but that really put you in an awkward position. That is, it absolutely did. I don't know how you remotely think that that helps morale anywhere around. Oh, no. I was thinking that maybe they would have gone to her and suggested there there might have been some feedback. How would you like some, uh, you know, something like that? But instead, they... That was totally wrong. That was not fair. They should not have done that. They hung me out to dry. Yeah, no, that's the opposite of being recognized at work. So that's a (laughs) good example of how not to do it. So anyway, on another topic, I just thought this the other day, because in our family, we eat a lot of different types of cuisines. My question to you is, if you had to live on just one cuisine for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Wow. I grew up up to the age of about 16 eating Spam only. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, really Spam cuisine, is not though. a cuisine. Yeah. No, it's just... <laughs> the spam but you got your basic food groups in there. But you know, you, you bring up an uh, interesting thing is because I think no matter how many things you try and how many ever cuisines or gourmet stuff that you, you enjoy, you go back to the things that you grew up with. In high school, for instance, every day for lunch, I used to have two foot-long tuna salad heroes. Wow. Wow. That's a lot of protein there. That's a... <laughs> a lot of carbs. And yet, I was so skinny. I think I told this story once before. Getting close to the end of the year, it was hot. I took my shirt off like all the other guys on the handball court. And the girls just gasped in horror. And they said, well, what's the matter with you? Were you sick or something? I said, no, I'm just skinny. You know, I couldn't put the calories in me fast enough. As far as cuisine, I've been eating a lot of Italian food lately, probably in recognition of my new half nationality, I guess. I, I don't know. But I, I love starch. I love pasta. I love uh, meatballs and sausages. I adore pizza, lasagna. Yesterday for lunch, I had ziti and meatballs. Joe, I do find myself eating a lot more or wanting to eat more comfort foods in the wintertime for some reason, because maybe you're Mm -hmm. cold and you're home and you just want that warm thing and something about that starch and that comfort type of thing. So I do eat a little bit more pasta. You got to chill on your bones. Nothing helps you more than a little mac and cheese. (laughs) That's absolutely right. So it's interesting because I say it's based oftentimes on mood the mood that mm-hmm. you're in, you know, you could be in the mood of something. I don't know. I find myself on Fridays really being in the mood for more Mexican. I like, to me, like Mexican is like party food. It's like I have yeah. a margarita. I have chips and salsa. On Fridays, then, really? Yeah. I don't know. Something about like that margarita Mexican thing. And then like you said, weather-wise, like either chili or so- something warm, something more like a stew. Out of curiosity, do you suppose there's a genetic component to it? Like if you're Italian, will you like Italian food or French or? Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's a genetic component. That's just how you grew up. Or you think it's cultural then? It's it's back to your childhood memories ah. of like younger days and living in a, a comfort. That is your comfort food that you associate with. When I asked you that question, for me, the answer would be Indian. I do like Indian food and I think it mm-hmm. has a lot of diversity. I think the regionality you can get vegetarian you can get non-veg you can get just the seasonings and the if i had to pick one cuisine to me it has so much diversity indian food 
to me, that would be the something that I could be okay with. Although, yeah. like I said, I love Mexican. I love Thai food. I love Chinese food. I like all these other cuisines. I, lo- I love Italian food. But if I had to pick one, it's Indian. Yeah, it's funny. I love Indian food. The first time I ever tried it, I was on a date and the woman insisted on ordering for me. And she ordered this stuff that just blistered my tongue. And I hated it so much that I stayed away from Indian food for years up until my mid-20s. And then I got talked into it by a girl I was dating. We went to a restaurant and I, I just fell in love. I love Indian food today, but I always sit down and order the same damn thing. <laughs> Vegetable pakora, uh, the uh, lamb korma. The basmati rice or the yeah, uh, palau. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's funny. Actually, I was um, with a friend and we were going out somewhere to eat and we ended up in traffic. And so I knew that we would not get to the event that we were eventually going to on time if we didn't stop. I was like, well, you know, there's traffic anyway. And I said, there's this Thai place right here. Maybe by the time we go eat and come back, the traffic will have gone down. So you want to do that. This is a friend of mine. I'm going to call her out later on. She said, well, yeah, sure. She was just trying to be okay and go along with the flow. She didn't really like Thai food. And she goes, my husband Uh has been trying to get me out to Thai food all the time. But I always told him I didn't like it. So she was just being polite. So we went in and we ordered some food. She ended up loving it. Oh. She ended up loving what she ordered. And she's been back to that same restaurant with her husband now. And she said, I have you to thank for it. So I'm like, oh, okay. See? That's nice. So maybe if it's something that you haven't tried in a long time, maybe your tastes have changed. You know, it could be something like that. Like for me, the very first time I tried sushi was in high school with my band of friends. You know who they all are. At the time, I thought it was horrible. I mean, this is back in like, what, the 80s? So mm-hmm. I don't think sushi food was around very much then. You'd have to and look for it. You'd have, Yeah, it's not like every other corner like it is now. Right. So different cuisines, different trends. I think there are different trends. Like, do you remember when salad bars kept popping up everywhere? Oh, yeah. That was years yeah. ago. That didn't used to be a thing. To think that the salad would be your whole meal, right? I avoided it like the plague. Shows around the waist. <laughs> So how do you decide what to eat in a day? Do you do you do a lot by mood or just like what's in the refrigerator? Wanda, when she's taking a break for lunch, she'll come down and she'll ask, are you hungry? We always try to have lunch together. That's nice. And nine times out of 10 or more, I'll have a sandwich. And it's probably something unhealthy, you know, <laughs> like spam, like deli meats, something along those lines. And she'll sit there. And she'll cut the lettuce, she'll wash the tomatoes, she'll chop up the... I want to tell, I want to tell our listeners, though, by, that you are by no means overweight, out of shape, or anything like that. I know you talk about eating donuts and eating all these foods, but you also... I just wiped out a half dozen in the last two days. <laughs> but you're also tall, you also exercise, you also weight lift. Lifting weights covers a multitude of sins. <laughs> but long story short, or long story longer, <laughs> is that Wanda will take about 20 minutes of her lunch hour making her lunch. And it takes me about four to make a sandwich and push it into my face. <laughs> well, you are beyond a fast eater. You are beyond a fast eater. Usually, I'm, I'm just opening up the napkin with my fork and knife in it, and you've already inhaled like half your meal. <laughs> Yeah. I look over so, at you. I'm like, dang, he did it again. <laughs> he beat honestly, me. Honestly, if we bring a pizza home, yeah, I will have finished my third slice before Wanda has finished her first. I can believe that. I can believe yeah. that. 
Because she's probably out getting the table, getting the plates, getting the knife and fork. No, getting no. The napkins. I'm talking about we both sit down, <laughs> oh. we clink our wine glasses. <laughs> let, let, let the obscenity begin. Huh? Um, oh, my gosh. I love pizza. <laughs> I do, too. I do, too. I love pizza. Makes yeah. me happy. Another one of those things that makes me happy. So on another note, speaking okay. of health, are you a pill popper? What are you selling? <laughs> I'm not selling anything. <laughs> and when I say pill, I don't even mean like over the counter, under the counter, a vitamin. Do you do? Yeah. Do you no, not that? really. Once in a great while. And I have to be really hurting to do this. But once in a great while, if I'm sore or I've got a, a, a really bad headache, I'll take something for that. I have hay fever and it has to be really bad before I'll consider taking an antihistamine. Really? I, I read somewhere that antihistamines actually, uh, if you take them habitually, yes. well, will make it difficult to lose weight. Oh, lose uh, weight. That I hadn't heard. I'm about 15 pounds overweight. I'm just saying like for some people, it seems like they're always looking to take some kind of pill to solve their medical problem. Oh. Like, you know what I mean? Like they don't want to do the work themselves. So maybe if their knees are hurting because they're overweight, they're looking for a pill to take versus losing the weight. Right. That's just a for example. But, you know, there's other things that you're just looking for a solution. You're looking for someone yeah. else to tell you, take this pill and you'll be a lot better. You know, it's funny. At my last medical checkup, I filled out a questionnaire and it was about five pages long. I gave it back to the nurse and she came back to me and said, you left this section out. I said, which one? So what medications are you on? I'm not, I'm not taking any. You're not taking any medication? No, oh. I'm not taking anything. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Two more nurses came back and asked me the same thing. Is it really that odd that somebody in their 60s wouldn't be on any meds? Hmm, that's an interesting question that you're not taking absolutely anything. Because, you know, when the doctor's offices ask you that, they're actually asking about any prescription as well as vitamins. Yeah. I put down any vitamins I'm taking, so I guess you're not taking any vitamins. Or, I guess. Are you taking anything? I take vitamins, and that's an on and off thing. All through high school, college, I did definitely took a multivitamin. Since then, there were points in my life that I wasn't taking anything. And then when I was pregnant, I was taking those prenate bites. After that, I stopped taking anything. And then I started taking a few things again. And I just go through phases where sometimes I feel like, okay, I've had enough of all this stuff. I'm not taking anything. I'm stopping everything. So I just don't do anything. And then something else will happen. And I say, well, maybe I'll take, you know, someone said vitamin D is good in the wintertime. You know, you're not out as much and not getting as much sunshine. And then someone else will tell me, well, as a woman, it's good to take calcium, you know, things like that. So then I'll take calcium for a while and then I'll stop after a while. So I'm not looking for it to solve anything, but I heard a very interesting comment. And it, in fact, it was on another podcast and they said, Taking a multivitamin is like buying insurance. Not that you have to have it. If you have a, a fairly good diet, a general diet, you probably don't need those vitamins. But yeah. when you don't have a great diet, those vitamins are there to help boost something. It makes sense. And it's very difficult to keep a healthy diet because of time constraints or the amount of vegetables and fruits and vegetables. I think it's like you need 10 or 11 servings right. in the course of a day. Nobody can squeeze that in. But I also don't know that I believe in those pills that they tell you that if you take that, it'll cover up 
you know, five of your vegetable servings or something. I'm, like, I'm not doing that. That's crazy. I remember listening to a doctor once and he said, it's possible to have good health with a good diet mm -hmm. and exercise, but it's impossible to have optimal health unless you're taking vitamins and supplements. Oh, really? That's kind of a different take. I guess he recognizes the fact that it's virtually impossible to get everything you need just from eating regularly. Even if you think about your eating, you sit down and you, you might have, I don't know, a roasted eggplant, a side of corn, spinach over here, maybe even something else. Those are four servings of fruits and vegetables for your entire meal. It's probably not enough protein. You're not getting, maybe not enough carbs. I guess if you ate that many diverse things at every sitting, you'd be okay. But nobody eats like that. Nobody does. But I am trying a little bit more to try this thing where um, different protein things. Like I like yogurt and oats for oh. like the morning. And then egg can be another protein. And then lentil can be another protein. And then meat can be another protein. So try and just like split up your day, yeah. like breakfast, lunch, and dinner to have one of those types of proteins in each of those meals. One per meal. One, two, however you want to do it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, say, you know, only one here. No, I'm, I'm just understanding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to kind of keep it in your brain. I heard someone else say something like, think about the rainbow and make sure that you're getting a rainbow kind of vegetable per week, not per day. I heard somebody tell me like, she has like a purple day. So she, she eats like eggplant and, you know, all oh. purple and then like a green day and then a, a red day. Like she tries to do her vegetables that way. So she... She's sure that she gets like a variety of things throughout the week. We used to have a Chinese supermarket and I kind of miss, yes. uh, I miss having it nearby because they had such a beautiful diversity of vegetables. Yes. Whereas my local, I won't say the name, yeah, but my yeah. local supermarket only, it still has, you know, you got asparagus, you got your, your broccoli, you've got right. your zucchini right. and it's, it's there every week. And there's not really a lot of diversity going on. Sure, sure. I like going to the farm to pick up vegetables there. I think it's very important to try and get your vitamins that way and trying to boost up your immunity, especially now with COVID. I don't know if you try to buy more oranges in the wintertime for more vitamin C to keep you away from colds. A couple of days ago, Wanda was not exposed, I guess. She was around someone who had tested positive for COVID-19. Mm -hmm. Three days straight, she had me popping vitamin C and echinacea. And I, <laughs> I just, you know... I humor her. So she was having you was, take it too? Yeah. <laughs> you know, the big freaking pill scratching your throat on the way to... I, so the other thing is not just popping pills. Some people use more holistics in other countries. They're much more into holistic or Ayurvedic types of solutions. They're not always looking to the medical community for answers. Like, like what? Depending on what your ailment is, they might... Mm put together a concoction for you or just knowing that maybe cumin or turmeric or, you know, different blends of spices or, you know, like if you have a cold, take ginger and mm. lemon and honey or, you know, something like that and put that together. I mean, of course, that's why all the cough drops and stuff have those flavors in it. It's because right. it's the natural ingredient actually that's supposed to help. A flavoring of that into a cough drop really is not going to do it for you, but at least they try to sell you on that. I remember bringing this up to my ex-wife and she was talking about holistic medicine. 
And I said, well, you know what it's based on, right? It's essentially feeding you a little bit of the poison that's ailing you so that if you're having trouble sleeping, a holistic remedy for that might be a little bit of caffeine, actually. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And she wouldn't believe me. She went and looked it up and yeah. it was exactly what I said. And I told her it would be the same as I would take small quantities of arsenic just to live with you. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, trying to better yourself, whether it's through yoga, yo uh, through meditation, through pills, through vitamins, really whatever you feel is important, whatever research you've done, maybe there's a little bit of a, uh, you know, you've done the research and you think, or your, your friend tells you something and you try it and mm -hmm. it worked for you. I think there's a little bit of that in it too. Sure. So I don't think there's uh, anything wrong with whatever you want to try. I mean, of course, if you have I don't know. Let me let me bring it. Like if you have a broken bone, don't sit there and just try and massage it thinking it's going to all be better soon. Certain things that you just have to go to a doctor and get the medication, get a surgery, get get treatment for. But other than that, yeah, why not try to solve things on your own a little bit? Largely speaking, I'm on the end of the spectrum where something has to really be bothering me before I'll go to the doctor, but even take a pill for it. I have to have a headache for hours and hours before I'll take a pain reliever for it. Wow. Wow. I don't think anything, there's anything wrong with taking pain relievers, but I understand. Um, I know when I had a surgery for my arm, they gave me a whole bunch of pain meds, the prescription stuff, the good stuff. I really hesitated to take it. I know I needed to, so I took it. And at first I started off with just trying to cut them in a half and taking half of them. Mm. And as long as it felt fine, I was okay with it. But I certainly did not want to overdo it, get addicted to it, go anywhere in that direction. I was thinking the other day, I was walking the dog and I oh, threw thanks. the Frisbee in the... In, what does that mean? I was, I was thinking of you the other day. I was walking the dog. I was walking the dog and we were throwing the Frisbee along and I threw it in a bush and it was just uh, really deep into the into these nettles and the, it, was, it was just pain in the ass. I finally grabbed it and I was coming back and my foot caught on a bunch of these uh, twigs and branches that wouldn't give way and I fell forward and I landed on my forearm oh. and I was thinking about you and your broken arm yeah, at that point yeah. and it's it's still sore you know i was thinking how easy it would have been to break that arm yes right there yeah, yeah that's yeah. the one you broke right yeah and i didn't realize i yeah i didn't realize i broke it until i got home and i saw blood and then oh. i realized that the bone actually punctured the skin no kidding yep yeah yeah that was crazy that was really crazy but yeah anyway on that note unfortunately wait, wait, wait. did they have to put you under in order to put it right um, they were considering that, but there were a lot of other bones around there that had gotten damaged. So they decided instead of going that route, they would just do surgery. So I ended oh. up going that route instead. What fun it was. And you know what? It happened in the month of January. So whenever I go hiking in the month of January, I always take a pause. A group of friends of mine asked me if I want to go on a trip with them. It would have been this month. And I just thought to myself, you know what? I committed to myself. I had two accidents on January, like one year. And then the following year, it's the same arm, same, same yeah. thing. It's like, okay, no, I don't think I'm going to do that anymore. <laughs> oh, you're superstitious in addition to being a dermaphobe. <laughs> what, but how many years ago was that? Two years ago, I think. Yeah. Had that happened to you in the last year, assuming that COVID wasn't happening, I would have come out to visit you. Oh, thank you so much. No, yeah, I really appreciate it. There was weeks. That winter was one of those winters. And I just said, okay, I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. I have this cast on me. And, you know, it was what it was. And I just learned to, it was kind of like my own little COVID. <laughs> yeah. By myself. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's okay. I lived through it. <laughs> it was yeah. a memory from the past. And your arm is stronger now for it. I'm stronger. I'm stronger mentally. <laughs> Life will not get me down. <laughs> That's the attitude. And another serving of the chat buffet is over for now. It was great chatting with you, Joe. And you, Asha. Looking forward to our next chat. Chat Buffet is available on most popular platforms. Feel free to share the link with your friends and family. Thanks for decompressing with us today. Meet you at the next Chat Buffet, a place where friendly conversation is served up on a regular basis. <laughs>